sure enough good to me. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Sure enough, sure enough good to me. Oh, yes. The Bible says that there were those that were turned over to a reprobate mind. And one of the deciding factors is that they were not thankful. It's important that we are thankful. And how to step from a healing to being whole is the Bible says the leper that came back and gave thanks to him was made whole. It's important that we stop and we think about God's sure enough been good to me. He has sure enough been good to me. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. You can remain standing just for a moment. I am going to read a little bit of a lengthy um, passage. And uh, I'm standing. You can at least stand for that, right? <laughs> Luke chapter 5, verse number 1. So thankful to have all of our, our guests here. You, are, you honor us with your presence. Thank you so much for being here and worshiping the Lord. But to go ahead and take a quick look around, we added 240 seats here, and we're starting to fill them up, and we got a lot of people out sick. Ain't that wonderful? Let's fill this place up. Amen. There are lots of things going around, so I encourage you, uh, if you are sick, to give just a Holy Ghost bump. You know, that's just a boom. You know, just give a little fist bump. Don't be passing nothing to me. <laughs> Hallelujah. And uh, get some hand sanitizer and sanitize in Jesus name amen I ain't joking I go into the hospital and I pray for lots of people and then I sanitize I trust the Lord too but I'm just going to do my part amen thank you Lord Jesus Luke chapter 5 begin with verse 1 and it came to pass that as the people pressed him they were all you got to understand that at one point that they were actually going to take him he said he knew they were going to make him king they were thinking of a physical kingdom they pressed him and uh, to hear the word of God and he stood by the lake Gennesaret of course this is in um, actually some of the people going to Israel you're going to be able to see some of these areas it's a beautiful place and he saw two ships standing by the lake but the fishermen were gone out of them and they were washing their nets, and they entered, he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down, and he taught the people out of the ship. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep, and let down your nets for a draw. And Simon answered and said, Master, we have toiled all night. And we have taken nothing, nevertheless, 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 always the more, nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the nets. And when he had thus done, he enclosed a great multitude of fish so that the net break. Then they beckoned to his partners, which were on, in the other ship, and that they should come and help. And they came and they filled both ships. So that they began to sink. And when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus's, uh, on his knees and began, he began to say, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man. 
They were astonished at this fish that they have taken in. And in verse 11 it says, Jesus told him, him that from henceforth he lets them know you will catch men. So we're going to be studying the, the word of God and reading a little bit here um, tonight. And I, I am going to be preaching something that I pray is a directional message, um, giving us some clarity and direction for 2015. Because we are about to hit the holidays. And so next week is Friends Day. And that's an incredible day. And we're going to be talking more about it. Make sure you're here. If you're not here. Mm. And then we have uh, Brother Ballesteros is going to be with us, and he is a wonderful minister. I'm so excited to have him. And then we go right into Christmas things and Christmas celebrations. And we also have um, Brother um, Johnny James coming to preach for us, and I'm excited about that. Uh, my point being is then on January 1st, then we go right into Brother Kleindance being with us this year, preaching with us for the next two weeks. And so everyone's moving around, so I'm kind of giving a message tonight, tonight for... 2015 because I know everything's going to be getting a little bit uh, hairy here for the next little while. And so we're going to be talking about launching out and allowing God to direct us and lead us in 2015. So let, let's pray a minute before we get started. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your truth. You are a wonderful, powerful, merciful, gracious God. I pray in the name of Jesus that you will help us today that you will speak to my heart, God. Help me, God, to put something from that you have put in me. Help me to put it into others. Help us, Lord God, to get focused, to be in tune, God, for this coming year. Lord, in the name of Jesus, let the Holy Ghost get a hold of us. God, arrest us, God. Apprehend us in the name of Jesus. God, let us be changed by your word, stirred by your spirit. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Will you clap your hands to the Lord if he's a good God to you. Why don't you clap your hands to the Lord? You may be seated. I am so thankful for everything that God is doing and understanding that the Spirit of God, the Bible says that God is a spirit. There is no one like God. God declares himself. He does not try to explain himself. He is from everlasting to everlasting. Uh, but the Spirit of God, as re it relates to us, uh, many times you see it related as water. Um, the Bible says, out of your innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. This he spake of the Spirit. Uh, the Bible talks about uh, in multiple places that uh, the Spirit is equivalent to water. And when you look at ministries, you see how that really works. Because so many ministers, we talked here about uh, Brother Johnny James coming. There is no one like Brother Johnny James. There's just no one else like him. Uh, we have others, uh, uh, those that are even part of this church, either Brother Joey, Brother Victor, of course, Bishop, uh, different ministers that come through here. They all explain the Word of God, expound upon the Word of God, but they, they all have a very different uh, approach of how they speak the very same truths. And the reason that is, is God 
fills us, but he is like water. And when you take water and you pour it into a vessel, it takes the shape of the vessel that it's in. That's why if God calls you to be a minister, you should not try to be like somebody else because there's going to be air pockets in your ministry. You want to go ahead and be completely filled with the Spirit of God and be who God called you to be. It's very, very important that you do that. But see, when the Spirit comes in, it doesn't stop being the Holy Ghost. It doesn't stop being the Spirit of God. But it takes the shape of the person that is speaking. And you find that in the Word of God. I believe that all Scripture is given by the inspiration of God. But when you begin to read these different men, they had their own personalities that came out. I believe 100% God. But yet the personality of those men, as they told some of the same stories. Uh, this is very prevalent when you see and you read what is known as the Gospels. There is only one Gospel. Uh, it is the Gospel of Jesus Christ. It's his death, burial, and resurrection. So when we say the Gospels, we're talking about four different men uh, that spoke the same thing, and we call it the four Gospels. But they all spoke of Jesus in a different light. Uh, when you read Matthew, and if you will study it, you will see that Matthew spoke often as Jesus as a king. He was always referring to him in that kingship, in that majesty mode. If you read the book of Mark, you will find that Jesus is often spoke of there as a servant. Uh, he, he always talked to him how that he served the people. It was a theme of Mark's writings. When you look at Luke, you notice that he often speaks of him as being the son of God. And when you read the book of John, he is always speaking of him as, as uh, excuse me, Luke, the son of man, and John, the son of God. But all these men spoke the very same truth, the very same uh, direction, but yet they did it with their own personalities, their own uh, 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 spirit. And so as you read what we call the Gospels, one Gospel, but the Gospels, what you are getting is a different uh, understanding and different revelations of things that God is. And all of them focused uh, on different things. Some of them told the exact same story, but some of them told things that others did not tell. And we find that in the Word of God. I believe again that the Word of God is absolutely the Word of God. Can I hear an amen? But as you search the scriptures and you rightly divide the word of truth, you begin to fit things together and you begin to look at the call of Peter. Peter, of course, is one of the uh, most well-known apostles uh, in G of Jesus' disciples that followed him. Uh, between Peter and Paul, uh, they, they were the most prominent uh, of all the others. They were all great men. They all did great things. But you will find that Peter and Paul were the prominent Peter, one of the 12 disciples. Paul came a little bit later. But you find different times, and as you read through, you begin to piece it together, and you begin to realize that uh, Peter was not called just one time. He was called over and over again. Jesus kept calling him, and you find the different interactions where he came, and, and Peter would begin to uh, find himself in the presence of God. The first time that Peter was called by Jesus, you find in John chapter 1, beginning at verse 35. Again, the next day after John, this is John the Baptist here, John the Baptist stood and, two, and his two disciples, and they looked upon Jesus as he walked, and they saith, Behold the Lamb of God. 
And the two disciples heard him, and they followed Jesus. And Jesus turned and saw them follow him and said unto them, Who seek ye? What, what are you doing? What, what's going on? And he said, Rabbi, which is interpreted master, where dwellest thou? Where are you going? What's going on in your life? And he simply said, Come and see. And they came and saw where he dwelt, and they abode with him that day, uh, for it was about the tenth hour. And one of the two uh, that's, that was there with John and heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first findeth his own brother Simon and said unto him, We have found the Messiah, which is interpreted the Christ, the anointed one. We have found him. And he besought uh, him and brought him to Jesus. And when Jesus beheld him, he said, Thou art Simon, son of Jonah, thou shalt shall be called Cephas, which is interpretation of a stone. He said that you are, you are a, a stone. It was an introduction. The first call that Peter got was an introduction to Jesus. That was the first call that came to him. Come and know me. Come and be close to me. Come and hear my voice. The next time that you see a call to Peter, you'll find in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 18, and Jesus walked by the sea of Galilee and two uh, brethren, uh, Simon called Peter and Andrew, his brother, casting their nets in the sea, for they were fishers. They were actively fishing. They were out there. Uh, he was not speaking to a crowd at this time. It was a different moment, a different time. And they he said unto them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And straightway they left their nets, and they followed him. That was the second call. But the third call was something that was so strong, because the first one was focused on an introduction, but, and the second one was, was, let me show you the things that I do. But when he gets to the third call, it's now I want you to be involved with what I am doing. There was a call that came to Peter that says, come and know me. There was a call that came to Peter that says, come watch what I do. But the third call says, I want you to be a part of the miracle yourself. I want you to get plugged in yourself. So we find in Luke chapter 5 and verse 1, the third call of Peter. He had known Jesus. He had been close to Jesus. He had had Jesus come and pray for his mother-in-law. Things had happened in his life. And it came to pass, and these are just a few things I feel like the Lord has put on my heart. It came to pass as the people pressed him to hear the word of God that he stood by the lake here in verse number 2, and he saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of them, and they were washing their nets. You know, it's very important for these fishermen to wash their nets, to mend their nets. It's very important for them to take time and make sure that everything is okay and everything is all right. But I have seen way too many Christians that spend all their time washing their nets. They spend all their time mending the nets. They spend all their time almost doing something for God. They spend all their time almost being right there on the edge of the lake, right there just waiting but never quite stepping across. 
I believe that there, it's important that we step back, that we prepare, that we get ready. But it's as equally important that we stop being on the sideline and we get in the game and we start making a difference in our world. I'm here to preach for the next few moments. It's time for us to have a wake-up call. It's time for us to be stirred in our heart and in our soul. It's time for us to, to launch out of the things that we are complacent with. It's time for us to make a difference in our world will you lift your hands and just talk to God because I'm going to start ministering now it's important that we just stay in the game Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 6 says in the morning sow thy seed and in the evening withhold not thine hand. For thou knowest not whether shall prosper, either this or that, or whether both shall alike be good. He said, just keep sowing. Now, a sower knows the right time to sow, the wrong time to sow, just like a fisherman knows the right time to fish and the wrong time to fish. But he was saying, listen, when I begin to work, you shouldn't just worry about doing it a certain way. What you need to do is just start throwing the seed out everywhere you go. You've got to get something in your spirit that just says, I'm casting the seed out. I'm going to do it in the morning. I'm going to do it in the evening. I'm going to do it every chance I have. We find places in the Bible where farmers, the Bible is referring and Jesus is is giving a illustration to these these farmers in front of him and he's talking about sowing seed uh, do you think that these farmers uh, when he talked about sowing in stony places uh, that they can't see stone uh, why would I sow uh, in a stony place uh, I believe Jesus was saying uh, you should give every piece of ground an opportunity uh, I believe Jesus was trying to give an example it was more than just them falling there he sowed in that spot uh, and these farmers could be thinking uh, why would he sow in that spot uh, but I believe Jesus was saying uh, make sure uh, you give everybody a chance uh, and what I'm here preaching about tonight uh, and what I believe needs to happen uh, since the rest of this year uh, in 2015 uh, is there is a world uh, that is lost uh, without God uh, and we need to give them a chance uh, to be saved uh, just sow the seed uh, give it an opportunity uh, who knows what might happen He said they were there in their ships. Jesus, I think, here gives a, a, a kind of a formula of, of evangelism because what he does in verse 3, he, fir he enters into one of the ships, which was Simon, then prayed him to thrust out a little from the land, and then he sat down, then he taught. I think that's the way that we get things going. First, you've got to enter into something. You've got to get in someone's world if you're going to help them. You've got to be willing to go where they are and enter into their life if you're going to get them involved. And then once you're there, though, you can't start pushing things around and start to trying to make them that now there's permission. But first, you've got to have faith to step into their world. But once you step into their world, then you ask, will you push off a little from the land? Will you give this an opportunity? And next thing you know, uh, he sits down. Uh, once you're given the opportunity uh, to minister to somebody, uh, go ahead uh, and get in their lives uh, and make yourself comfortable uh, and decide, uh, I'm going to help you get to heaven. Uh, I'm going to help you get through this marriage problem. Uh, I'm going to help you get through this struggle in your life. Uh, and once you begin to teach the word, uh, I believe the power of the word uh, can solve every
every problem. I don't believe there is any problem you will ever face that this book don't have the answer for. I don't care what the problem is. Your answer is right here. I don't care what the situation is. Your answer is right here. You got to get in their lives. You got to ask for permission. You got to begin to just sit down, then you got to begin to teach. And now that he is there, he begins to teach the people. And when he is finished, in verse number four, he left speaking. He stopped speaking and said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your net. For a draw. Simon, I have entered into your world. And I'm asking you now, you let me teach. It's time for you to launch out. It's time for you to go out beyond what you're wanting to do right now. I believe this is what God is speaking to me. And I said I wasn't going to be long. We will be talking about this a lot in 2015. I believe God is speaking to me that it's time to launch out. To launch out, God wants us to make us fishers of men. Perhaps this is not the first time you've been called. Perhaps like Peter, you have felt the call and heard the call before. Perhaps it's you've been called time and time again. And tonight I pray that the call that you hear in your ears, it will cause you to go beyond your comfort zone. To launch is to set a boat or a ship into water to start a personal course or a career, to set going, to set going. That's what it is. To launch, to go beyond to burst out, to plunge boldly, directly into action or speech, to start out, to go forth, to push out, to push forth on the water, to launch is to go somewhere. And what God is speaking to me in 2015 is we need to launch out into things that we have never done before or it's been a long time since we've done it. This time when Peter heard this, it was beyond the other two times. Because Jesus was saying, when you launch out this time, when you follow me this time, when you obey the call this time, you're going to be part of the miracle. The first call was one of introduction. The second call was one of enlightenment. But the third call was one of involvement. And we may, and you will find when you read, amazingly enough, the first two times that you find Jesus calling Peter, there was no pushback. There was no deciding factors. It was so easy. Go go ahead and have an introduction. Absolutely. I'll go ahead and meet him. Go ahead and begin to uh, see what's going on and be enlightened by the things around and see the miracles. There was no hesitation. You find no hesitation during the first two calls. But whenever it was time for Peter to get involved, he wasn't just going to stand there anymore. He wasn't just going to watch the miracles anymore. But this time, Peter, 
here. You're going to have to get involved in the process. And when Peter heard that, he says in verse number 5, Master, we have toiled all night. We have been out here all night. It's the first time you see the pushback because it's easy just to come and see the miracles. And it's easy just to get to know Jesus a little bit. But whenever it comes time for you to get involved, you begin to say, well, you know, I really don't know if it's all about that. I don't know if I should really be a witness. I don't know if I should go witness to somebody. I don't know if I should really teach a Bible study. I don't know. I think there's something that happens. That first call is a great introduction. That second call is great enlightenment. And it's easy to do it. But what I'm calling Souls Harbor to is action. What I'm calling you to is to get up from where you are and go where God sends you. I'm calling you to launch out into the deep. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Oh, Jesus. Master, we've turtled all night. Otherwise, you may be seated. We've done it before. We prayed before. I prayed for the sick before, Jesus. I've taught a Bible study before. I gave to missions before. I passed out a track before. I've done a street meeting before. We've toiled all night. Pastor, we've tried stuff before. I, 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 I stepped out of my comfort zone before. We just got back from doing something. I've been doing this all night long. And I just don't think it worked, Jesus. We took nothing. Yeah, I prayed for the sick and I was frustrated when they didn't get their miracle. I taught a Bible study and I was disappointed when the Bible study student was no longer around. I gave to missions and I was broke after giving to missions. I passed out track and I was embarrassed when they handed the track back to me. I went to a Bible study but... I was tired after the street meeting and I, I was weary. It was just a lot of work. I, I've done it before. Pastor, you were talking about things and, and we've done that before. We've tried some of those things before. We, we've stepped out in these things before. Don't you know, Jesus, uh, we've been out there. I'm the fisherman. I'm the one that knows how to connect with people. I'm the one that knows what I'm doing. I'm the businessman. I'm this. I'm that. But Jesus, you're telling me to do something that don't make no sense. I know the right time to fish and I know the wrong time to fish. I'm the reason I'm in here is it's a bad time to fish. But nevertheless, something began to creep up inside of him that said, listen, I've tried it before and it didn't work. But wait a minute. Who's talking to me right now? Who is it that's starting to speak to me right now? Is this the one that laid their hands on my mother-in-law and she was healed? Is this the one I saw pray for the sick and they raised up is this the one that prayed for the demon possessed man and he was healed is this the one because if this is the one even though I've tried it even though it didn't work if you're talking to me I'm about to get up and try it again I'm about to stand up and try it 
doesn't work. It does work if God is in it. With God, all things are possible. Oh, somebody praise the Lord for a moment. Your word says, I've tried it before, but the latter rain is greater than the former rain. Just maybe it wasn't the right season. See, God's timing is not our timing. We don't know everything that God knows. <laughs> but God has his own time clock. <laughs> You want to know when Jesus shows up? At the right time. At the fullness of time. What was the fullness of time? Nobody knows exactly what made that the fullness of time. People could say, oh, so many years of this and that, but that's not really accurate. It's kind of close, but it's not really nail it on the head. What was the fullness of time when God says, it's time? And you want what I'm feeling in my spirit? I'm feeling God tell me right now, it's time. I don't believe I'm the only one feeling this right now. I've been talking to people in this church, and there's something happening in our spirit. We're starting to hear the voice of the Lord say, you ought to go do that again. You ought to try that again. You ought to witness to them again. You ought to try to make a difference in their lives again. You ought to just step up and try, try, try again. At thy word, I'll do it. So his word says the latter rain is yet greater than the former rain. So I got to be ready for the latter rain. In the last day, saith God, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. We're in the last days. I believe the last day started on the day of Pentecost. Isn't that a big stretch of time? Absolutely. It's just like the fourth quarter. The whole fourth quarter is the fourth quarter. But we're in the last few minutes of the fourth quarter. This is the day of salvation. I believe with everything inside of me that we have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. His word says, go into the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in. His word says, go preach the gospel to every creature. His word tells us to go make disciples. And I'm just telling you, I say it again. There is something in my spirit that's just saying, Jason, it's time. I'm trying to figure out time for what? Let the Spirit. That's why God's been preaching us so much about being sensitive. I believe it. God's saying, you've got to have your ears in tune because I'm coming. There's things happening, and you've got to be ready. What if it's 20 more years? What if it's 20 more years? I'm going to make an impact today. All I know is what I'm feeling in my spirit is it's time to launch out. All I know is what God's been dealing with me about, and I can't shake it. It's it's time to get out there, Jason. It's time to try again. It's time to reach again. I'm not the only one feeling this, am I? Anybody else been feeling there's something in the atmosphere? There's something going on? It's time for us to kind of move a little bit and, uh, and to try something. Uh, there's times that we've been sitting on the shore. We've been looking out there, uh, and, and we see fish jumping. Uh, we say, oh, whoo, boy, it's time to get out there and fish. Uh, if you're a fisherman and you start seeing that, the stirring of the water, you're thinking, oh, 
Oh, doggy, it's time to do some fishing. I feel a stirring. That's what I feel. I feel like it will just launch out. And Jesus is saying, are you ready to launch out beyond your comfort zone? If we're not careful, we're going to start analyzing and saying, well, what about this and what about that? But if we're going to see the draught of fish that Jesus gave them, we've got to make up in our minds. I don't care what's going on. If Jesus said, do it, I'm going to do it. I don't care what excuses I have. If Jesus is telling me to do it, I'm going to do it. That's what's happening. Bishop, there's something in the atmosphere, isn't there, Bishop? Bishop pastored here for 36 years. I was voted in in 2007, 2008. Voted in 2007, officially became in 2008. So now that's six years. So 41 years, right, Dad? Here? 41 years you've been here? 42 years. 42 years. But there's something happening. And so Bishop's saying, Are they Asel? What's going on? You think we should start something over in Paisley? You, you, you think we should launch out? Well, Bishop, I mean, you, you've been serving here in this church for thir- uh, 42 years. You don't have to do something like that, but there's something in the atmosphere. That Bishop says, yeah, I know. And I say, Bishop, or in my case, Dad, you don't have to do that. Dad, you just take it easy. You do whatever you want to do. That's what you do. Your job of description is to do whatever you want to do. He said, thank you, Jason. But I feel something in my spirit that says I need to do. What's going on? There's simply something. And, and, and I'm telling you, if you're looking at me and you can't figure out, and I don't mean to be rude right now, but it's because you're not connected to the spirit. Because if you're connected to the spirit, there's just something that's moving and saying, you would just, it's just like we're antsy. It's just like we got to do something. I, I, I don't know what to do with myself. I, I just know we've got, it's time to move on. I, I'm feeling that. I, I feel this anxiousness in my spirit. I, and, and I'm feeling let's just do something I don't well what about this I don't care let's just let's just do something there, there there's souls out there that's got to be saved there, there's lives that need to be changed what are we doing just sitting oh I ain't just sitting here anymore I hear a voice that's saying launch out I'm not staying here anymore I hear a voice that's saying it's time to launch into the deep Brother Daniel, starting a Bible study, and it begins to grow in the shores. Starting lighthouses, that's what we're calling them, lighthouses. I'm sweating to death up here. Give me something. Lighthouses. Pointing the way. That's what lighthouses do. Souls Harbor, that's where you come. Lighthouses all over the place. I see it. I, I just see every time you turn, whoa, that's a bright light. And whoa, 
No, I just, I just feel it in my spirit. Bible studies. This year, we're doing this nautical theme. I see Bible studies of lifeboats everywhere. Lifeboats just going out. Bible studies. Bible studies. I can just see it. What's going on? I can't, we can't stay on the shore anymore. Yeah, this is great. And we want to bring people in. But we can't just stay here and say, oh, thank God. Look at everything going on. There's people in their lives a wreck. Their families are a wreck. Their, their, their personal situations are so upside down. This world's whole mindset seems to be crazy and it's spinning out of control. I can't just sit here and watch them. I got to go out there. And so Brother Daniel, the student pastor, he could say, well, I'm just all about kids or I'm all about the pulpit. But no, I'm going to go to a community center and I'm going to start preaching the word of God. What's going on? There's a voice that won't be silent and the voice is crying. It's time to launch out into the deep. Brother Roland, starting Bible studies. I know we got a lot of people gone. Sit down. If you're involved in the Bible study, stand up real quick. Lifeboats, 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 lifeboats. What's going on? I got to give people an opportunity to be saved. You can be seated. I got to give people an opportunity. They can't just go out there and perish. But there's something inside of me that says I can't stay here and help them out there. I've got to launch out. What you're seeing is just some because I know people that are gone of Bible studies that are being taught on a regular basis. It's got to be more. Well, I come to church. Yes, come to church. Get get strength. But this should not be a place to come. It should be the place to go from. It should be the place I get the strength I need and I go out there and I impact my world. It's time to launch. Oh, Jesus. Lift your hands and pray. I just... Oh, yes. Oh, you feel that? I feel that right there. Jesus. Oh, 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 come on. Just lean in for a moment. time to launch it's time to do something why do you do things like friend day next week it costs money it costs a lot of energy it costs a lot of time it costs a lot of hours it takes money to fix this place up it takes money to feed everybody it takes time to get everything organized it takes time for the choir to practice for all the musicians even more time for them to practice it takes time what are you doing we're saying we can't just be in here and say thank you Jesus we have our little blessed time we've got to say hey I'm going out and I'm bringing in I'm going out and I'm impacting and I'm bringing in that's why we do things like Friends Day uh, this year uh, in 2015. Uh, we're going to be doing mail outs. Uh, we're going to be taking time. Uh, we're going to take it uh, every quarter. We're going to take, you remember those envelopes we did uh, with one, two, three, four, five, six, all the way up to a hundred. Uh, and we all say we're going to give. Uh, we're going to take 100% of whatever comes every quarter and we're going to use it for mail outs. Uh, and we're going to just reach out to everybody we can uh, in the communities we can't get into. Uh, we're just going to start, what are we doing, Pastor? Why are you doing it? Uh, somehow uh, we got to throw a life ring to these 
these people. Somehow we got to let them know there's a hope and there's something that can change their life. What's going on, pastor? There's something inside of me. And if you don't like it, I'm sorry because there's something that's being disturbed in me. I hear a voice saying, launch out into the deep. Launch. We just just bought a stage truck. It's a box truck. Some of y'all saw it on the blessed Facebook. I'm not on Facebook, but some of you saw it there. It was sitting out here for a day or two. It's getting ready to be done and being fixed. Betsy's helping us with some of that. Getting it all done, getting it ready to go out. Why are you doing that, Pastor? You know, Pastor, can't you just stay there? You make a good living. You do, you, you do fine. Your family's taken care of. You can just sit there. You can preach pretty little sermons and just go on. But I can't keep driving by people and seeing them go to hell and act like we don't care and act like, well, I'm glad I'm here in here and you're, I'm sorry you're out there. We've got to do something to make an impact in their lives. We do. I have to. I can't just sit back and this church can't just sit back while the world is going to hell on these seats. I'm thankful for what God has given us and we're not leaving here but we're going out to bring them in we're going to make an impact in their lives and let me tell you when you throw out a net you get all kinds of fish you can't pick the fish you can't pick the color of the fish you can't pick how big or how small you just gotta throw out the net and bring in whatever's there Jesus, will you join with someone and pray? Oh, God, join with someone and begin to pray right now. God, help us to catch a vision. Oh, Jesus. You know, you know what happened? I just, I just called, or I text a few businessmen in this church. You may be seated. And I said, hey, this is what it is. This is what I want to use it for. What do you think about that? And there's still a few that's getting back with me because we still got to do more to it. We got to paint it or whatever you call it, wrap it and all that stuff. But immediately people, yeah, that's awesome. I want to be a part of that. Oh, that's great. Hey, I'll I'll give 2,000. Hey, I'll give 3,000. That's what started happening. Hey, I'll give this much. Hey, I'll give that much. People aren't talking. It wasn't like like someone saying, oh, I'm going to give this. Oh, they're giving that. No, it was just something inside of people saying, hey, I want to give something. I want to give to it. I want to bless this thing. What was going on? Why were they saying that? Because we wanted a new truck? No, because something is in their ear, just like it's in my ear, saying, let's get out there and do something. Let's launch out. Let's move out. Let's get some street meetings started. Let's do some block parties. Let's make a difference in their lives. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. 
Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. I told someone if I can't get them in here, I'm going out after them. I'm going after them. I'm going after them. Yeah. Yes, I am. I'm going after it. I'm going, if you're not here, if you're here and you're not saved, I'm going after you too. That's right. I am. I'm after you. Yeah, go ahead. Think what you want to think, but I'm after you because I don't want to see anybody lost. I don't want to see one person go to hell. I don't want anybody to be lost. I'm after them. And I can't sit here and just talk about it. Just like I can't sit here when someone's cold and say, oh, be blessed. I got to go get them a coat. I can't just sit here and say, be saved. I've got to get out there and make a difference. Because if you'll do it, Luke 5 and 6, and when they had this done, Luke 5 and 6, when they did it, there enclosed a great multitude of fish. There were so many fish. Well, I've taught a Bible study before. I'm hearing something right now. I've knocked on the door before. I'm hearing something right now. Come on, Peter. You've had calls before. You have calls where you got closer to God. You had calls when you've seen it. But, Peter, this one, you're going to be part of this miracle. Yeah, I know you've done things before. But what God's calling you to in 2015 and the rest of 2014 is for you to be involved in the process. It's for you to go off of the grandstands and for you to get in the game and say, Peter, now I want you to be a part of it. I know you were there when I healed someone. You were following me around, but you kept going back home. And then I would call you and you would go back out and you would see some other stuff. And then you would go back home. But Peter, I'm calling you this time and I want you to be involved and when they did it when they did what the voice was telling them to do there was such a great draw of fish now you can look at me and say pastor you've talked about soul winning if you want to or you can say it's time to get out of the ship it's time to launch out You can look at me and say, well, I've heard it all before, and I've tried it all before. Or you can say, okay, let's give this a try. And when we do it, it's not going to happen until we get out there and we give it a shot. But when we do it, you got to do it. You got to say, not my will, but thine be done you got to realize it's not by might nor by power. It's not your ability to bring in fish. But the Spirit, the Bible says, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses. There's a power that comes with it. God's got great things in store. But you got to go out and get it. It's greater than you think. you got to be careful. Because it's greater than you think. Because when they started bringing it in, hear me, when they started bringing it in, the net started breaking. If you're net fishing and your net breaks, 
not only do you not get all the fish, you basically get none of the fish. Just because the fish are there doesn't mean you're getting them in the boat. If we have, hear me, hear me, Pastor Jason, right now. If we have 12, 20, 30, 40 people that say, let's do this thing, and the nets break, we may not get any of this thing. You hear what I'm telling you? There's something about it when we all get in it. When they dust done, there was such a great multitude when someone started doing it. You know, really, all a church needs to grow is one soul winner. Just one. But then you start adding two and three and four and five and six. And all of a sudden, it starts filling up. And you're either going to lose them all or get them all. And it's based on this. And when the neck started breaking, in verse 7, they beckoned to their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help. <laughs> and they came. And they filled both the ships. Now, they were about to sink, but they got them in the ships. They got them in there. But if they wouldn't have someone join with them, if there was no unity, if there was no togetherness, they would have lost it all. They wouldn't have had anything. In 2016, it would look like 2015 and 14. But when the church decides we're going to gather together and we're going to bring in what God has laid on my heart for 2015 is not for five people to launch out. It's not for 10 people to launch out. It's not for 50 people to launch out. It's for souls. Uh, harbor to launch out uh, what God is calling us to uh, is not uh, now I'm, I'm, I'm oh, hallelujah I got people looking at me sitting back uh, you ain't hardly blinked since I started preaching because you have assumed uh, that I'm preaching to everybody else uh, I'm not uh, I'm preaching to you uh, I'm telling you uh, you've got to be engaged uh, you are a part uh, of the body of Christ uh, we can't have a hand over here that's not functioning uh, and a foot over here that's not functioning uh, I need all hands on I need everybody that say, let's do it. Let's do it. I need you, Brother Goodman. I need you, Brother Cruz. I need you, Brother Ralph. I need you, Brother Asel. I need you. I need you, Brother Joey. I need you, Brother Tyrone. I need you. Everybody stand and lift your hands right now. I hear a call. I'm telling you, I'm not trying to make things up. I'm not trying to. There has been just something in my spirit that's like, I just got to do this. How are we going to pay for it all? I don't know. I told Bishop, I'm just going to text a few businessmen, see what they do. And they're like, yeah, let me be involved. What's going on? We're going to do this. I can already feel it. It's happening in the atmosphere. It's not just me. Anybody that's reaching is saying, I want to be in the middle of what God is doing. I want to be in the middle of this launch. Get me out there. Let me bring in somebody. Let me pull somebody out of the fire. I want to be in the harvest. Henceforth, verse 10, henceforth you shall catch men. 
You're just telling me a story. No. I'm telling you henceforth. It's time to catch men. And in this call, let me tell you what separates the other calls is involvement. You can be called and truly be called and be sitting in this church and come into a relationship with Jesus Christ. And it's a real call. But that's the first call. And the problem is, is it seemed to have no real buy-in. Because Peter ended back up on the boat fishing again. The second call was, come watch the miracles. He just walked around. There was nothing he did. He just got to be there and saw the, the, the blind eyes open, the deaf ears open, all that. That's what he saw. But he ended back up on the ship. Because if you're here and you're just watching the show, you have no buy-in. You want to know what's going to make it in verse 11? And they, when they have brought the ship to land, they forsook all and followed him. You say, I want a relationship that I'm really plugged in. Then you've got to launch out. What's got to happen is you've got to be involved with what God is doing. That's what brings the buy-in. That's what it is, is when you start teaching a Bible study and when you start knocking on the door and when you go out and help a Bible study or a block party, when you go out there and you start getting involved with that, what it does is it plugs you in. And this is the most, uh, this church is used on so many levels, so many people are involved. I'm preaching to the choir, but there are a few that's just watching from the grandstands. And I'm asking for each and every one of you to hear the third call, to get involved be a part of the miracle launch out into the deep I believe on the day of Pentecost it was not a strange thing for Peter when there was 120 and then 3,000 I think Peter had flashbacks yeah this is how it works he said to go to Jerusalem, so we launched out and went to Jerusalem. He said to wait. We stayed here and we kept praying seven days, just waiting for the promise of the Father. And all of a sudden, when we launch out and we obey His Word and we do what we're supposed to do, yeah, this is exactly the way it should be. 120, 3,000, 5,000, all of Jerusalem was filled with their doctrines. Multitudes begin to come in because they begin to launch out and begin to make a difference in this world. In the name of Jesus. I said this was going to be a directional message. I hope that it gets inside of you today. But what I'm praying is that right now you start just gearing yourself up. Yeah, I know we got the holidays. God help us. It's hard to have revival on Jesus' birthday. I realize it's not his actual birthday, but that's a whole nother discussion. But something's got to start stirring in us. Oh, God. God, I don't want to be on the sidelines mending my nets. I don't want to be washing my nets. 
I don't want to be washing up everything in church and make sure and everyone looks just right and everything is just so pretty and everything's just so nice. God, let me get out there and get these nets dirty. God, let me get out there and make an impact. Every eye closed, every head bowed, every heart engaged right now. Lord, in the name of Jesus. Ha. Yeah, Jesus, go ahead, go ahead, let it just begin to flow in you right now. In the name of Jesus, he told the in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. There's people already here. I haven't had a chance to make a call, but I called now. If you're wanting to, if you feel it come, if you're wanting to feel it, will you come right now? Let's fill this altar and ask God help us. God, there's people to reach. There's souls that need to be saved. There are lives that need to be changed. Oh, Lord, there's a drug addict that needs someone to share the gospel with them. Oh, God, there's a prostitute that, that's so messed up and so strung out. She don't even know where she is. She needs someone that loves enough to reach them. There's a doctor. God, they're trying to live their dream, but they're empty inside. Someone's got to tell them. There's a lawyer that's just reaching, and they're hungry for God. They need somebody. There's a house cleaner that's looking for more in their spirit, in their soul. There's somebody that needs more. God, help us to reach them. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. That's it. Just keep praying. Brother Lesage and Sister Melissa, I want you to walk around and pray for some people. These people do a lot of Bible studies. They have a burden for the lost. I want you to begin to pray. Brother Stan and Sister Lisa, I want you all to begin to move and pray. They're doing a lot of Bible studies. God's using them in a great and a mighty way. Brother Roland, Sister Sharia, I want you to move around and start laying hands on people and praying. Sister Lacey and Brother Daniel, I want you to begin to move and begin to pray. Ask God to put a burden on some people. There's others. You know God's been using you. You've been reaching. There's some souls that's on the pew because you reached them. Go ahead and begin to minister right now in the name of Jesus. God, there's got to be a launch. There's got to be a stepping out. A launch. that will just happen. There's some force behind it. There's a push behind it. There's a thrust behind it in the name of Jesus. That's it, that's it, that's it. That's it, begin to pray a burden on them. Oh, Jesus. Come on, ask God to fill you with a burden. 
Brother Daniel, you've been doing Bible studies. Begin to pray for some people right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Uh, been teaching Bible studies. Uh, been reaching the lost. Uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, there's a launch inside of us. Uh, there's a, there has to be a force. Uh, there has to be a thrust. Uh, there has to be a push uh, in order for a launch to happen. Uh, today is just the starting day. Uh, we, we have but just begun tonight. Uh, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Uh, oh God, put a burden uh, in me. Uh, put a burden uh, in this church. Uh, let us hear the voice. Uh, I know uh, we could say we've done it before, uh, but tonight uh, let something happen in our spirit, uh, in our soul, uh, that says nevertheless, uh, at thy word, uh, I'm going to do it. That's it, young men, young ladies. Make up your mind. You're going to make an impact in this world. Come on, young men. You're going to be a Bible study teacher. You're going to know the Word. You're not just going to hear the Word preached. You're going to know the Word. Chad and Sister Rita, start praying for some people. Come on, you know who you are. You've been actively involved in reaching the lost. Come on, let the Holy Ghost begin to minister through you to others. Brother Rick, Sister Amanda, y'all been doing Bible studies. Ask the Lord to help. Come on, everybody, all, all hands on deck, everybody, in the name of Jesus. Jesus' name. For the Jeff Billingsley, Sister Teresa, start moving and praying for people. Come on. God help us as a church, not as individuals, not this person and that person, but as the body of Christ. Uh, let us engage. Uh, God, let us launch out. Uh, let us get out of our comfort zone uh, and begin to make an impact. God, let these young men get a hold of you. Let them get a vision to do a work for you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Holy Ghost, while you're praying, don't stop praying. While you are praying right now, just keep in that mode of prayer. To launch, you've got to put some energy in it. You've got to make up your mind right now. I'm willing to put some force behind this thing. I'm willing to put some, some umph behind this thing. I'm going to make an impact. I'm going to look for every opportunity to launch out and to make an impact. Come on, that's it, that's it, that's it. Come on, there's a life to be changed. <laughs> there's somebody that's waiting on you, and you have to get off the shore and launch out. 
Jesus' name, God, whatever I can do, whatever I can do, Oh, there's a great spirit right here. There's a wonderful presence of the Lord right now in the name of Jesus. Reach out. Reach out and touch someone. Oh, reach out and touch someone in the name of Jesus. Holy Ghost, God's touching you right now. That's it. I wish everybody would just focus in for a moment. The Holy Ghost is moving on some people right now. The Holy Ghost is touching people right now. In the name of Jesus. That's it. Engage just for a moment. That's the Holy Ghost touching you right there. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah,